0: For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Isabel Jacobson. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover the presence of the Garden Theater in town, Disney's lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and updates on the crisis in Sudan. It's Friday, April 28th. On the corner of Nassau Street and Vandeventer Avenue stands the Garden Theater, a non-profit art house which features many different types of films. On Fridays and Saturdays, Princeton's undergraduate student government provides free movies at the theater, but the university's connection to the Garden Theatre runs much deeper than that. To learn more about the Garden's history and its connection to Princeton, I sat down with Features Writer Mira Ishwaran.
1: Hi, my name is Mira Ishwaran. I'm class of 2026 and I am a Features
0: Writer. So you recently published a piece on the Garden Theatre here in Princeton. Can you tell us a little bit about the theatre and its history within the town?
1: Sure. Yeah, um, the Garden Theater is an art house nonprofit theater just on Nassau. If anybody has, you know, been part of the USG Movies initiative and seen free movies there, you're pretty familiar with that establishment. So it's been here for a very long time, and it's actually the last, um, it's like the only theater really in the Princeton area, and for a while it's been really important for the economy of the town and for a lot of patrons of the theater. People really love that theater, and it actually went through a bit of a rough patch in the 90s and early 2000s, which is part of the piece that I was working on. Essentially there were some repairs that were very, very much needed And there was a huge discourse around who was going to step in, who was going to save this theater that everybody really loved. Um, So, yeah, and it ended up being Princeton University that stepped in, that bought the theater and renovated it. Uh, actually ended up spending over a million dollars on that renovation and reopened it in around mid-2001. So if anybody knows the USG Movies Initiative on campus, which provides free movies on Fridays and Saturdays at the Garden Theater, that's a really big part of the Garden's relationship with the university.
0: So you also talk a lot about the Garden Theater and its trajectory through the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about that and the relationship between the school and the Garden Theater today?
1: So it's been really, really hard for the Garden Theater since 2020. That was supposed to be their hundredth anniversary, and they actually got the notice to close on the day that they were supposed to start their festivities. So it was a pretty intense year for them, and it was really difficult, especially because of, as many know, with the pandemic, a lot of us have we have not been going to movie theaters. We've been, you know, watching Netflix and these other streaming services, and so the Garden kind of suffered because of that. There was this trend to virtual cinemas, I believe, um, rather than coming in and seeing movies. So that was really hard for them. And although they reopened, I think, June 2021, um, they're still about 60% of where they were pre-pandemic. And it's not just the garden that's kind of suffered from the pandemic. um, It's also USG movies. They've also seen significantly different um, attendance rates than they had previously seen pre-pandemic. Yeah, but I think that um, as the people at the Garden Theatre put it, um, the day that they were able to reopen was still a really joyous day, and it's been really exciting for them to finally get back into doing what they love and being around their patrons who have been so supportive. They really credit the existence of their theatre, not only to the university, but also to their patrons who really kind of helped them with their donations during the
0: pandemic because, again, they are a nonprofit organization. Awesome. Thank you so much. To read more about the Garden Theater, visit dailyprincetonian.com or check the link in our show notes. In national news, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts announced on Wednesday it was suing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and an oversight board appointed by him. This comes after executives criticized an anti-LGBTQ education law last year, officially known as the Parental Rights in Education Law, and widely called the, quote, don't say gay law, unquote, by DeSantis opponents. Disney. Florida's largest taxpayer filed a lawsuit arguing that his actions were, quote, a targeted campaign of government retaliation, unquote, against their decision to criticize the law, violating the First Amendment as well as the contracts, takings, and due process clauses of the Constitution. The lawsuit announcement from Disney came just minutes after DeSantis' newly appointed oversight board for the Disney Special Tax District announced that they would invalidate a previously established agreement from the past oversight board which, quote, gave the company maximum decision-making authority over theme park grounds, unquote, according to CBS News. The board was dissolved in late February, and its successor undid the decision. Taryn Fensky, a spokeswoman for DeSantis, explained, quote, We are unaware of any legal right that a company has to operate its own government or maintain special privileges that are not held by other businesses in the state. Robert Iger, Disney's chief executive, called DeSantis, quote, anti-business and, quote, anti-Florida because of the dispute. Continuing our coverage of the Sudan crisis, yesterday, rival factions in the Sudanese military agreed to extend its current ceasefire by another three days. The extension comes after extensive diplomatic efforts from neighboring countries, as well as the US, UK, and the UN. The key players in the fight, the Sudan National Army and the Paramilitary Rapid Support Forces, or RSF, have been fighting for almost two weeks, led by two rival generals, both vying for control. However, despite the ceasefire, Fighting in Khartoum, Sudan's capital, as well as the Darfur region, has not halted. According to the BBC, at least 512 civilians have been killed since the beginning of the conflict, and almost 4,200 have been injured. However, the real number of deaths could be much higher, due to both fighting and from disease and lack of services, according to the World Health Organization. Don't forget your umbrella today. Expect rain with a high of 56 and low of 45. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by me, sound engineered by Vitus LaRue, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Isabel Jacobson. Have a wonderful day.